This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by High School Musical, the musical, the series. Streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Catch season two of your favorite mockumentary musical drama now on Disney+. Plus. High School Musical, the musical, the series. I'm Troy. And I'm Gabriella. And this is Ear Buddies. <sighs> I got my podcast license last week. Just like we always talked about, Matt. Tim, the thing I think that all of our listeners love so much about you is how you you do just the funniest little line right at the beginning <laughs> of these eps. And... Uh, it's get off me, bro. It's topical, it's amusing, and it's a great way to start. Glad to be here with you once again. Man, always a pleasure. Let's jump right in, huh? Let's do it. We broke up a month ago. Your friends are mine, you know. I know you've moved on, found someone new. One more girl who brings out Oh yeah, dude. Olivia Rodrigo. On the rise, man. That's the girl. She's the one. She's making it all happen right now. Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo is 18 years old. She is still in high school. In fact, she's just a, a, she's probably, you know, a week or two away from graduating high school. And she is a record-breaking, you know, record-shattering pop musician now as well. Tell us about her, Matt. Sure. Well, okay. We all, well, a lot of us, those of us who don't watch High School Musical, the musical, the series, mm-hmm. learned about Olivia... A couple months ago, a few months ago, when she released the song Driver's License. I got my driver's license last week, just like we always talked about. Because you were so excited for me to finally drive up to your house. But today I drove through the suburbs, crying because you weren't around. It is a great tune, and it absolutely um, exploded. So this song comes out at the very beginning of 2021, and it's one of those. The first time I heard it, you could. I just could. I mean, I, I already knew there was hype around it, right? But then you hear it, and I realized, mm, yeah, this is going to be a big one. Yeah, uh, she earned this one. She really did. So this song is written by Olivia Rodrigo, as well as uh, produced by Daniel Nigro, who, uh, that's a name it was fun to discover. I remember him uh, because I was a big fan of his old band back in like 2004 or 2005, uh, which is As Tall as Lions. Did you listen to them, Matt? I did, yeah. Um, they, if I remember correctly, were slash are from Long Island, um, and that was back in the day when bands like, well, I don't have many good examples, but Taking Back Sunday, uh, they were also yeah. from there. And so they, they uh, as tall as lions, uh, fronted by Daniel Nigro, they uh, kind of were a little bit of a part of that um, and took off... Um, you know, they were relatively successful. They got signed when they were very young. Um, did a, you know, released some cool tunes, some cool records, and um, you know, then time time passed as it does. All about your love. Yeah, 
yeah, they you know they dissolved in I think 2010. He just kind of went off and did his own thing for a while. Gets a few good writing jobs. He he writes some music for uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, which is cool. Louis Capaldi, he does a little writing for. Then he finds <clears throat> Olivia Rodrigo on Instagram. Not long ago, and I saw you there with your brown-eyed grin and your messy hair, and every girl at the party was looking at you. Reaches out, says, hey, you're great. Let's write some music together. And then they just sort of proceed to become, you know, the biggest writing and producing duo of the year. It's kind of crazy to think about. It's cool. It's great. This is so the the career trajectory of Dan uh, is not uncommon. Your band breaks up and you kind of move on to other things and so uh it really just clicked i guess with him and olivia and so he uh yeah co-wrote and produced her last three singles and um from everything i've heard her entire upcoming album yeah man it's wild stuff and by, by the way as we're recording this the album is not quite out you listening right now uh have the album it came out I guess, three days uh, before this episode comes out, but we're recording a little bit early. Right. Uh, Uh, So, Tim, look, I want to just grind this to a halt real quick. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, look, I think that that true Ear Buddies fans come to, Mm -hmm. they open up their podcast app or their Spotify app now, and that's right and they they come join us around the fire for some conversation and some sort of cultural um <laughs> critique and so i just want to i want to get this cultural critique out of the way before yeah, before we dive into you know the real body of work here and the analysis so here's here's the problem <laughs> that i am already seeing with well, not Olivia, but other people uh, who are engaging with her work. Um, and it is simply that from the three singles we've seen, mm-hmm. there are a lot of millennials who <sighs> really yep. love this stuff. Uh, and they wish so bad <laughs> that they were that they were old enough or I guess young enough to appreciate it and they're freaking out because this is it means so much to these 34 year olds and to these 27 year olds um and they and they are dry, I mean they've got they're honestly Tim uh I don't think this is true, but you could tell me that teenagers, from what I've seen, you could tell me that teenagers actually hate Olivia and that (laughs) her entire story is being driven by people who are sad that they're not teenagers anymore. Sure, by Esquire writers age 36. And I I would believe that. Um, So I just (sighs) wanted to bring that up because it's really all I've seen and I know it's going to get worse. Uh, Of course. (laughs) As all things do. Absolutely. It will get worse. Uh, okay, let's hop into this. Um, so we've got three singles to work with here. Uh, we'll start with the debut single, uh, which took the world by storm. This is, of course, Driver's License. You're so excited for me to finally drive up to your house. But today I drove through the suburbs crying because you weren't around. Her voice is great. I, I watched quite a few um, interviews and such with her and with Dan and heard some raw tracks. And he's not doing a ton to her voice. She just has a great voice. And uh, that's a great start. We, we talked about close miking a few weeks ago. And here is a very closely miked couple of verses. And I know we weren't perfect, but I've never... But this pre-chorus, is this a pre-chorus or a chorus? I don't really know. Mm, <laughs> I think just structurally it's probably got to be a chorus because... Okay. So. How you could be so okay now that I'm gone. Guess you didn't mean what you wanted. 
said forever now I drive alone past your street her the way she slips out of her head voice mm-hmm. and into her full power voice and then back into head voice it's stunning because they'll never know you the way that I do yet today I drove through the her vocal ability is it could have made a, a worse song a lot better um However, as it happens, uh, she's paired that voice with a song like Driver's License right out of the gate, and it's hard to ignore that. It's that second chorus that jumps out to me as like, wow, she's actually a powerhouse singer because you have a lot of indie singers who can do nice soft spoken close mic whatever and do that whispery stuff Mm -hmm. but she can do both yep very nice yes and i uh there was an interview with both of them it was either uh rolling stone or the new york times or something and uh dan had heard her um demo her sort of voice memo of it where she was in fact singing it all in falsetto and he was like bust out of that see if you can belt this and she sure could and that i mean very clearly gives the song a ton of emotional resonance and power that it certainly would not have had had she done the uh indie girl singer thing where you kind of just whisper the entire thing we kind of talked through the bridge let me just back up the song to the bridge, because I want to talk about this bridge. So I don't know you, what your first impression was of this, Matt, but mine was pretty negative. I thought... Ooh, here's the worst part of the song. Nice to try a brave bridge, mm. but the melody, I think you described it as a nursery rhyme. And it, it literally is, you know, missed, missed me, missed me, now you gotta kiss me. Yes. Like, and it bugged me at first, but now I love it, actually. <laughs> it, it has grown on me, and I've done a full 180 on it. What about you? I think it, no. So I think it does, it absolutely grows on you, but right. So it's hard to hear a great song um, for the first time because for me I absolutely am looking for flaws and that is a personal fault and you shouldn't do that but I do that and because it's like who is this where is she from how can this be good the hype can't possibly be uh, it can't be accurate and part of the big thing with this song um, as you know Tim is that uh, Dan and Olivia are just big um, defenders of the bridge. And yeah, the first time I heard it, I was like, well, this is sort of nonsense, right? Like, melodically, it's not that um, original or interesting. And mm-hmm. um, it's nice to have a bridge, but uh, yep. there's a lot of... The bridge faded as people were sort of just uh, phoning it in on bridges and it better to mm-hmm. do no bridge than a bad one. However, Tim, I am going to have to agree with you. Like it absolutely works with the song as a whole. And even though the melody is uh, simplistic and I guess, as I first thought, sort of childish and sort of uh, under undercooked, it is great. In fact, and <laughs> yeah, maybe there's something to be said for the fact that it is really simple and the melodic rhythm you know slows down in a big way versus the sort of rapid fire that we mm-hmm. get leading out of the chorus and it's and then we're suddenly doing half notes yep. half notes and that works it, it's a good contrast and maybe that's why i like it it is and it, uh, it's it's they yeah. both uh, olivia and dan are clearly they definitely know what they're doing i don't think they're lucking into most things uh yeah. and so it is it's a it's a big bridge um and also i mean lyrically there's a lot of uh mm-hmm. a lot of impact to it as well i would say and that i mean they the it serves the purpose of 
of a bridge in the best way. And so I really can't stand by my sort of initial reaction of it. Um, I'm willing to own up to (laughs) sort of having been a bad person and (laughs) been picking at something that didn't necessarily need that sort of critique. It's great. Bro, we grow a little bit every day, you know? That's right. Thank you, Tim. Let's talk lyrically a little bit, because I think that is the secret sauce to why she is such a rising star. Yep. Obviously, the music is good. We just talked about that a lot. But she took a page or two or a whole chapter from sort of the Taylor Swift school of lyric writing, which is hyper specificity mm-hmm. and storytelling and to excellent effect. Like here's a here's an example of Taylor at her, her most specific. Took a deep breath in the mirror. He didn't like it when I wore high heels, but I do. Turn the lock and put my headphones on. He always said he didn't get this song, but I do. I this is Begin Again from my favorite Taylor Swift album, Red, and she's telling you about a specific person in a specific instance in a particular moment in her life. Whether it's real or not, it's that specificity that works, I think, because it feels more like you're opening a diary. Yes, and, absolutely. And paging through yep. it. I mean, and that's that's exactly what it is, right? So it is, it is songwriting as journaling, and... Uh, mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, I would say Taylor Swift was the, um, she it definitely is the most mainstream uh, example of that sort of lyric writing, um, especially because there there is a school of thought, which I think is sort of fading quickly now as we see the success of Taylor Swift and artists who are um, imitating her, uh, where you sort of you were pretty general there was a vague um second person you um because you wanted to relate to as many people as possible not a bad idea it's worked for a ton of artists and a ton of songs but uh that type of specificity that type of detail um is very intimate so olivia is a uh very vocal and excited Taylor Swift fan. Mm-hmm. Taylor has, I mean, that's she's, Taylor. Taylor is thirty, and uh, Olivia is eighteen, and so there she grew up more or less listening to Taylor's music, and that informed her uh, lyricism uh, in a way that is really paying dividends now. It rocks, and I think this takes us into the uh, the extra element that I think some segment of her fans are enjoying uh, with with her rise to stardom, which is what is she writing about? And there is a lot of theorizing going on out there, man. That uh, driver's license and the sadness that she expresses throughout that song is explicitly about her. High School Musical, the musical, the series co-star Joshua Bassett, which is fun. It's it. Well, it is fun. I mean, look, not to. I don't want to continue drawing lines here for too long, but you know, when when Taylor Swift back in the day, mm-hmm. when she would release anything, uh, the message boards lit up and said, "So who is this about? Is it Joe Jonas? Is it um, some sort of?" Kennedy Scion is it (laughs) like who is this about and that's that is I mean for me personally it doesn't matter that much but it's also because I'm an adult man and well right and then but as a if you're engaging with this sort of this sort of art this sort of music you want those sort of details and Taylor really had everyone on pins and needles kind of figuring out who this was about 
um, because it's too specific to not be about somebody, right? And listen, though, this is... Here's the thing, man. It's fun. Like, so she releases driver's license. Everyone says, well, didn't she date her co-star for a little while? And then he comes out with a song. Have you heard this? Have you heard his song? I've heard of it. I haven't listened to it. This is called Lie, Lie, Lie. Uh, And it comes out, you know, mere weeks after driver's license. So they told me all the things that you said Running all over my name Oh And you're acting all so innocent Like I'm the only one to blame You've been lying to yourself Like everyone Well, right off the bat This is a far worse song Than Driver's License This is like this is like something that Jesse McCartney didn't put on his album in 2004 <laughs> or whenever that yep. was. That's right. Oh, I know you lying to your teeth. You told them the lies that you told me. I've had enough of it this time. Okay, well. It, it, it has much more I'm currently a Disney star energy, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. That's a huge, it, that's a bad look. Um, and yep. it, it's nobody's fault, I guess, but Disney's. <laughs> but, I mean, Driver's License is not, it does not sound like a song from a Disney star. No, it certainly does not. And that one uh, sure does. Yeah. So he comes out with this sort of, wow, why would you say this mean stuff about me song? And then his new girlfriend, Sabrina Carpenter, mm, yes. of Girl Meets World fame. Yes. Comes out with a song, too. She, by the way, is a blonde girl who is notably older than Olivia Rodrigo, <laughs> which is important. Sure. Probably with that blonde girl who always made me... And she releases this. Maybe we could have been friends if I met you in another life. Maybe then we could pretend there's no gravity in the words we write. Maybe you didn't mean it. Maybe blonde was the only rhyme. Did she say maybe blonde was the only rhyme? She sure did. Okay. Keep listening. And I'm not asking you to let it go. But you were telling your side. So I'll be telling mine. Just we're we're airing out our dirty laundry single by single. It's amazing. Well, and this is a time honored tradition in the music industry. But usually, it's like rap uh, diss tracks. Which I mean, that's a, that's that's a great way to go about um, drumming up uh, publicity and kind of just uh-huh. having fun or being mad while you're at it. Uh, but boy, I wish that I was just sort of in that world of those Disney stars because that is fun. And it's fun. I, you know, so, from an artistic standpoint, sort of no point uh, of the other two trying to release something because Mm-mm. Olivia's was too good. So maybe just take the L and uh, <laughs> cool it for a while. But I get, I understand the impulse. The only thing I'll add is that it's probably a little bit of professional wrestling. Like, it's probably kayfabe. Sure. Because, oh, of course. Yes. Uh, so, he's probably with that blonde girl, which is a driver's license lyric. Was actually, it was original. She wrote. And you're probably with that He was with a brunette girl. Yes, that was the original lyric in there. It's probably not literally about Sabrina. I mean, it is. Maybe it's about Joshua. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's fun. It adds a little bit of uh, you know, sort of augmented reality. Right. No. Yeah. uh, Exactly. It's a. It's a world that you can absolutely choose to live in, and nothing wrong with that. Um, And yeah, obviously, it's not like you and I have the real inside scoop here um no but lord no but super fun just really a good time 
So then she comes out with this song. Her follow-up single also rocks. Car to Malibu, strawberry ice cream. One spoon for two and trading jackets. Laughing about how small it looks on you. And it's like it's like theater again. It's, it's really, like yeah. there's just it's really something. I love this because okay, I'm sure as you the the pod listener are checking out her full length album uh, that she sings about stuff that's not just heartbreak and like spite, but she's <laughs> three for three on her opening singles, just shredding this this dude. Um, and I love it. <laughs> I especially love how lovely Deja Vu sounds. It is all, it's almost all major chords. It's happy, jangly pianos, like toy piano. It's this beautiful sound. And she is singing like she is the ghost of girlfriend past. She is just this specter. It's, it's great. It's so much fun. It's it's sort of wild to me how much she knows what she's doing um, at this yeah. stage in her career. She knows her audience. And yep. she knows well. Even with uh, with driver's license, she wanted to put the two notes into the um, into the chorus in there, literally, so it would be a cue for TikTok users to do something with. Which uh, I mean, and that and it, that's how people are thinking about writing songs, which is wow. which is has no um, moral weight to it, of course, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and. She did it on purpose, and then, but then she has certain things like I mean, the blonde girl, of course, was a huge line in um, yep. in Driver's License. But then, something like I hate to think that I was just your type. Uh, I mean, that's getting tweeted, that's getting TikToked, that's all over the place. There are just these very specific. Um, again, I mean, this, the specificity is, is so much a part of it that she is just absolutely sharpshooting. She's so good at that. And uh, I mean, it's it's making waves for a very real and great reason. This is perhaps a stretch, but I said earlier, you know, that she's clearly a student of Taylor Swift. It wouldn't surprise me too much if you told me she is also a student of Blue October. I have to block out thoughts of you So I don't lose my head They're crawling like a cockroach Leaving babies in my bed <laughs> Dropping little reels of tape <laughs> now, now, sure, well look Go with so me So t- Tim, I know you <laughs> mentioned Some sort of vague parallel Between Olivia and Blue October to me Months ago I did no further research. I don't know where you got this from. Please talk me and our listeners through what you mean here. Okay, it's simple. Listen to this chorus. It is this these sad sack lyrics. Sober now for three whole months. It's one accomplishment that you helped me with. The one thing that always tore us apart is the one thing I won't touch again. In my sick way, I want over several major chords and pleasant sounds. <sighs> it's this this uh, amazing. I thought it was amazing at the time with Blue October, and I think it is also amazing now with Olivia Rodrigo. 
the contrast of pissed off or sad or angry lyrics with generally uplifting harmonies and, and melodies is so smart and not many people do it and it's very specific and I just think especially with Deja Vu she's the again the instrumentation is so like cute and lovely right there's a, like a, but the lyrics are so cutting and, and biting into this jilted lover it's a lot like hate me which is like positive like nice acoustic guitars mm-hmm. And his voice is really nice and happy, and he's singing happy melodies. And I don't know. There's just... I, they both are... Uh, they give me the same vibes, and that's, that's the most I can say about it. That makes total sense. And I think that uh, there is... There's def- there are definitely examples of singing uh, happy melodies over major chords when the lyrics are just deeply depressing or angry or whatever Mm -hmm. um olivia is a phenomenal example of that and the best like current example we have uh i can absolutely hear even those those melodies in hate me if that was reimagined as an olivia song i mean that would do very well and of course, I have no idea if she actually knows who those guys are. Um, <laughs> I mean, probably not. But but I think that it also is like you know the, the the particularities of the lyrics, like the second verse, "Sober now for three whole months," right? Like that is mm-hmm. what what he's saying. And I mean, that's that was an experience that you had, um, and it it is very. Uh, sort of I mean that's a diary entry Uh, really it makes you listen to the lyrics and that sort of contrast is something that um, I guess Blue October figured out back in the day and now Olivia is sort of um, building her empire on as at least as far you know these three singles that we've heard already that's what it seems like is happening and I really can't applaud her enough blue october walked so olivia rodrigo could run that's as simple as that that's that's i'll i'll defend that take uh let's get into her third single here this uh as we're recording just came out uh and it's different from the other two but for you, I guess you moved on really easily You found a new girl and it only took a couple weeks Remember when you said that you wanted to give me the world Good for you, I guess that you've been working on yourself I guess the therapist I found for you should really help Now you can be a better man I mean, it is a lovely trilogy of songs angry at this one guy Yes, and of course, uh... You know, recording this now, we don't know how the entire album will go, but uh, you know, Taylor Swift only gave us like a, a song or two per relationship. <laughs> Let's do a whole album, Olivia. Let's do your whole album about this one dude who is just, I guess, the worst. I hate this guy. <laughs> I, I can't stand him. I'm very angry at what he at, at him for what <laughs> whatever he did. He did. <laughs> I won't stand by it. Oh, come on. That's so good. It's very good. Okay. Just, I mean, my initial thoughts listening to this and I listened to this for the first time I mean this morning uh, mm-hmm. and I put it on loop for I listened probably 20 times in a row I mean there's a lot of uh, discussion and there will continue to be about uh, which one of these three singles is the best and I'm sure now that the album's out uh, we'll just keep doing that great mm-hmm. uh, Driver's License still does it for me I mean I think oh, yeah. for me that musically uh is just a slam dunk and this one uh it is sort of the verses don't blow my mind uh because you know she's she's doing again very rapid fire um phrasing and the melody doesn't really move around but 
again, like, you know, it's it's sort of a, I guess, slightly Julia Michaels thing, very much a Taylor Swift thing. She's got something to say, and she's just blasting it out there. And, I mean, we're hearing how cool this chorus is. Like a damn sociopath! You nailed it when we were texting earlier. It's exactly like the Go-Go's. I mean, it's it's this, like, 80s power pop. Yes, so that's, that is what was really interesting to me because I had read a lot um, about, you know, her, her upcoming album. And mm-hmm. uh, she has these influences um, that she does want to um, pay homage to or to emulate in some way. And she was talking about, like, alternative rock. And my thought immediately was, well, I don't think anyone is really doing that right now in the mainstream, so I'm wondering how you're going to go about doing that. And this is a great example. Like, it is... uh, This is not brand new stuff. Uh, We, like, honestly, uh, the vast majority of the Go-Go's discography is essentially this tempo and essentially (laughs) this beat and it's great I mean it's it's great stuff but the guitars and the uh, sort of real drum sounds in the chorus of uh, Good For You are uh, very clearly like inspired by that sort of sound and that sort of vibe it's very it's almost I mean people are are comparing it to uh, pop punk and stuff and I, I do agree with that but I think it's really like some L.A. girl group new wave stuff there, which yeah, a phenomenal pull from mm-hmm. Dan and Olivia. So congrats once again, guys. I love it because it shows how much range she already has three singles in. It feels like she can do whatever she wants. Um, and I mean, maybe this is stupid of me to say, but uh, because we, again, we do only have a limited body of work to analyze, but she feels like she may wind up being Taylor Swift level big. Just, Looking at how fully formed she is, she's got a killer voice, she's got a good team around her, and she's making good decisions. In fact, we should note, speaking of Taylor Swift, Olivia owns her masters. Yeah, okay, real quick, um, I do want to address that, because that is that is massive. It is, uh, you know, I, I think that, Tim, to you may be... You may be correct about the her reaching the level of Taylor Swift um, for a number of reasons, certainly, uh, for her artistry and production and popularity, all those things. Uh, but a huge thing is uh, she, as a 17-year-old, <laughs> signed a deal with um, Interscope Geffen and negotiated the contract so that she would own her master's outright and and just now she licenses them to geffen for uh you know to pitch for distribution um i need to i just can't really overemphasize how insane it is (laughs) that a 17 year old female yep in the music industry signing with a major 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 label owns her masters yeah it goes back to you know, we we had a big discussion about Taylor Swift's long, hard fight to, you know, retake ownership of her masters and how difficult that's been. Well, Olivia Rodrigo clearly watched that whole saga, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, she is starting off on the absolute best possible foot. Yes, it's it's insane. I mean, and you're you're exactly right. Like she literally gave. Um, at least one interview that I read where she said, like, I this is because of Taylor Swift. Like, because yeah. I saw what she ha- like was going through um, and didn't want that to happen for me. And so it's just, I don't know, it's, it's a real, another sign in how the music industry is 
shifting because the role of yep. a 17-year-old girl in the industry is simply to get taken advantage of. Um, well, yeah. And I mean, well, it is. Who am I if not exploited? I'm so sick of 17. Where's my fucking teenage dream? If someone tells me And the fact that Olivia uh, has just made this particular move, honestly, even if uh, she falls flat and no one cares in a year, like, this is uh, a real big step. Um, and people should know about it. And uh, I think that decision is going well it's going to make her very rich <laughs> filthy um, rich yep <laughs> but beyond that like i think that's just like that's so i mean great it that, rocks it's, yeah it is a big step towards sort of what we were saying you know artists getting paid for their labor appropriately it's it's nice to see and you hope that it's a sign of a trend and not just an outlier absolutely Ear Buddies will return in a moment. It's brutal out here. This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by High School Musical, the musical, the series, which is on Disney Plus and I assume just the regular Disney Channel, if that's still around, and all other streaming platforms and devices, probably. It's uh, my favorite show. At least that's what I uh, am being paid to say this week. Uh Starring, of course, <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett and some other people. Mm-hmm. Matt, um, I mean, here's the question. You going to get your head in the game? Tim, if by that question you mean, have I seen High School Musical, the musical, the series, the musical? <laughs> um, of course I have. I watch it religiously. <laughs> uh it's a great, great show about being in high school, uh, yes. being in a musical, and being in a series. Um, and I think that the way the characters interact with one another, the mm-hmm. relationships they develop, the songs that they write and dance to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better, as far as I'm concerned. So my my head Olivia, is in the game. I'm glad to hear it. Olivia Rodrigo stars as Nini Salazar Roberts, a musical theater enthusiast who is cast in the play in the series of about the play, based on the play, as Gabriella. Uh, and Joshua Bassett, who is a cool guy who plays guitar and rides a skateboard mm. and used to date Nini lands the role of Troy. Sure. And I mean, what a premise well, is what I would say. And as someone who has seen every episode, I don't <laughs> need to ask this because I do know. But <laughs> if you would uh, elucidate a little further for our listeners, Tim. To be clear, this is a series <laughs> that is a mm-hmm. is a musical, mm-hmm. and it is about a musical. Mm-hmm. That musical, specifically being High School Musical, the smash mm-hmm. hit that we all also watched back in when we were in high school, watching this yep. on Disney Channel on cable yes. and yep. these characters uh-huh. are being cast as uh fan favorites troy and gabriella yeah is, is that fair to say that is exactly correct right it's, and i do know a, that but i just <laughs> and i know that you know that it's a series about it's it is a series based on a musical about a musical Mm-hmm. which became a series. Sure. Okay, and, right. 
And I mean, here's the thing. Watching it minute by minute, it all makes perfect sense. I know it sounds convoluted here uh, in the abstract, but trust me that when you are watching this show, it all clicks. It all works. There's new original music. There's old original music. It's your old favorites. We're soaring. Flying. This is not a cloud. Do you want to do the harmony? I I'll can. do the I'll do the harmony. There's not, not a star in heaven that we can reach. Right, so stuff like that. Stuff like that, plus new songs that maybe you haven't heard before. There's a jock. There's a nerd. There's a skateboarder. There's a drama kid. There are best friends. There are teachers. There's a drama teacher. There's a STEM teacher. <laughs> There's someone who gets cast in the role of Sharpay, which is obviously important. Mm-hmm, yes. She was vital to the integrity of the original several films, I remember. Um, it's High School Musical, the musical, the series. It's on Disney+, Plus, which you can watch with a subscription <laughs> or a password. If, if someone just gives you their password, you can also just watch it there. I would say it's the start of something new. I would say it's it has bopped to the top. I would say that it is what I've been looking for. I would say I'm running out. I'm running out, I mean, Tim, really good. You clearly read the copy. Uh, We're doing a great (laughs) ad, and we are going to give High School Musical the musical. I would say it's fabulous. There's one. Sorry. (laughs) We're going to give Disney Mm -hmm. their money's worth. And uh, knowing Disney, they... uh, they may ask us to to do a little more for them down the road. Um, so let's cross our fingers for that. But in the meantime, High School Musical, the musical, the series of the the musical about high school is on your computer and your TV, and it's the best show I've ever seen. Tim, I think you agree. Uh, Matt, bet on it. There you go. Check it out. Streaming only on Disney Plus now. Welcome back. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna slip just slip something in here, Matt, that I, we've never done before. Just gonna slip this in really quick before we get to show and tell, which is just to. I'm going to try to start doing our due diligence as good podcasters. Mm. And that is to say, you can find us on the internet, at on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, you just search earbuddies underscore pod. That's earbuddies underscore pod. Follow us. Talk to us. You're not going through any goofy social media manager. What you write comes directly to us. And so what we're what I'm saying is what I'm saying is podcasting is a hard business and every, you know your support helps Yeah, so no much. Tim, okay. So, great, important to do that. I, we haven't done it before, uh, but look, we're ju- we're just a couple a couple of guys trying to make something of ourselves here yeah. and uh, it really we get all this money from people like Ben Affleck and uh, Michael Eisenberg from Disney and uh, Rachel and Hollis. And we flush the money right down the toilet, though, because it goes... Well, we do, we do. Fly, we don't see this money. We don't. It does not hit the bank account. We spend it immediately to make this pop. Right. I mean, yeah, clearly the... You can, you can see, you can hear the, mm-hmm. the dollar signs behind this pod mm-hmm. it's it's highly produced um highly edited um and that's that costs money and so yes. we're not going out to eat with the proceeds from rachel hollis's ad spending the former 
Secretary of the Treasury Steve Mnuchin sponsored us, and we and he was responsible for every dollar in the country, and we still can't make a living wage doing this pod. So just what I'm saying is hit that follow, <laughs> hit that subscribe button. That may somehow convert into money for us, which would be nice. Yes, thank you very much, Tim. Uh, obviously embarrassing to have to say that, but yeah, glad you bit the bullet. Go ahead and follow us, everybody. I'm a, I'm a company man. What's your uh, show and tell here, pal? What sure, Tim. Uh, well, I've got a I've got a an interesting one. So as I hmm. sort of brought up in passing earlier, because I can't fully get on board with this. Although in a moment you will hear why I am very stupid because I should just get on board with it. I don't think that <laughs> uh, good for you is that pop punk. I think it's more yeah. new wave. And that's an argument that if you follow us, you can get into the DMs and we can argue about it because I love yeah. to talk about the difference. However, some talented soul on YouTube, obviously, where all talented souls reside, I guess <laughs> this morning or perhaps yesterday, released uh-huh. a, a little mashup of Olivia's new single and a little song called Misery Business by Paramore and I'd like to I'd ah. like to play it for you now So you see, you know, we can clearly hear the parallels here. The verse is very rapid fire, sort of non-melodic. But then this chorus, check this out. So it clearly works. This rocks. I mean, it's it's good. And like, uh, you know, with a mashup, you can kind of, if you have your vocal stems uh, and your instrumental, you can you can do a lot with that. But like, this is real close. Like, uh, I think "Good for You" is in the key of A major, and uh, "Misery Business" is in A flat. And so they're re- they're okay. just right by each other. And gotta be just about the they're same all, tempo. They're, they're essentially, I mean, this a couple BPM off. Uh, but those chords in the chorus, that's basically the same thing. It makes me wonder if there was any temptation in the in the songwriting studio on the part of Olivia and Dan to make the guitars in the, the real version of the song a little heavier because a little crunchier yep yeah because it works really well but maybe they maybe i mean who knows maybe it was too derivative sure i mean i because that's a i mean misery business is a very very famous song it's a freaking classic and uh you got to be careful there of course i think i mean I, they, they definitely did a good enough job of not having to pay royalties to Haley williams and co um, because, you know, those, those verses, like, those are sort of halftime verses that don't necessarily follow the uh, cues from Misery Business. Um, and if you have the same chords and the same beat, like, I don't know, you can't copyright that. It's not that similar, but it's not that dissimilar. Although, let me just say one more time, it is more new wave than pop punk. Yep, I, I agree with you. I hear... I, I, I see why it works and how it works, but I, I think you're right on the money. As usual, Thank bud. you. Thank you so much, Tim. Now let's hear what you've brought to the table. Yeah, well, I probably will never have the opportunity to bring an As Tall as Lions song to the table. <laughs> except for today. So uh, let's just do it. So, okay. As Tall as Lions, as you said, Long Island, New York, uh, they were founded in 2001. They broke up in 2010. 
They had a couple of EPs and albums that didn't do much, and then they released a self-titled album in 2006, and it is stacked with really good songs. You heard one playing uh, just a little bit ago, but I'm going to play you a song from their final album, which is called You Can't Take It With You, and it's the first song on the album, and to this day... I love it, and I can't make heads or tails of some of the rhythmic stuff they're doing in it. So, if you listening right now can tell where the downbeat is, you are cooler yes, than me. Please call in. Because it's tricky. And it's about to get a little trickier if you're listening on a good sound system or headphones. The bass comes in and just muddies the whole mess up. Here, listen. This is Dan Nigro singing, by the way. Great voice, really distinct. And then here comes a sweet chorus, and now the time makes sense here. Lions is really interesting because like I said their self-titled album was where the you know hits came from if you call them hits they were never mainstream really but um, they were much more accessible on their self-titled album Mm -hmm. and they admit that Dan has said by the time this album came out their last album they were all four of these of these dudes were going in totally different musical directions and you can tell it's way more experimental it's got, it's very weird if you listen to the whole album there are wild instruments there are songs that sound like they have like eastern european influence all these strange offbeat things happening it's a weird listen but still nice and melodic mm-hmm. great vocals i mean i can't hear much <laughs> connection between this and, say, driver's license or any of what Olivia is doing, he has obviously grown and changed as a writer in the last decade quite a bit. Um, but he's always been really good and really talented. Yeah, let me let me uh, piggyback on that because I think it is interesting. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, it, it is a real um, classic move for someone who used to be in a band to no longer be in that band and be in their late 30s and be good at producing pop music, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think it, it's cool to listen to that and to hear sort of... Uh, I mean, he's, he had clearly evolved already at that point, but he is pretty original. Like, he's, a, he's not doing um, sort of common tropes in his production, even if, uh, I mean, to go back to Driver's License, in that first verse... There's, uh, I guess, I, I don't, I, it's hard to describe. You do need to listen to it. But there's a, there's some strange time signature thing there in that very first verse. A beat is dropped or added or something. I, I forget exactly what it is. But it's rare for pop music. And then you hear something like in Deja Vu when he adds uh, those stacked vocal harmonies just from that first verse. And then uh, kind of doing weird stuff with going... Uh, quarter time chorus into a half time verse and uh, good for you yep. like that's all that's all I mean it, it seems minor to say that but uh, those are decisions that I don't think a capital P pop producer would make so just very cool that Dan has gotten to this point and met up with 
Olivia, who clearly is uh, pretty original herself in her um, songwriting and lyric writing. Just a real, a real good match, and I'm glad that they found each other. It's kind of how I feel about you and me, bud. A real good match, and I'm glad that we found each other. Talk to you later, buddy. Talk to you later, buddy. Thank you.